propane. Staying safe and sound in your RV while using adapters for barbecues, grills, and other LP appliances. That's what we're going to be talking about today on Staying on the Road. We're also going to be talking about RV-friendly recipes. Yes, food. That's what we live for. Okay, we're going to talk about RV-friendly recipes and living the RV life. And then we're going to visit Enchanted Circle, New Mexico in the next stop section. And then we're going to wrap up the show with RV Envy. And in this episode, we're going to talk about key to like locks for your RVs. Now, can you imagine just having one key? That is sweet. So that's what we're going to talk about because most RVs are not key to like. So this is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. Today's show is episode number 131, so let's dig in. Alexis, welcome to the show today. Thanks, Eric. Happy to be here. (laughs) Alexis says she's happy to be here. She's not. She's not feeling well, but she's going to power through this. That's right. (laughs) We're going to try to get her awake and alive. And All right, so... Last week, I had a rant about, a dealership, or about dealerships and how they don't fulfill our obligations when they sell RVs, and I'm not going to continue that today, <laughs> but I do want to say this. If you have any experiences with the dealership you want to share, go to our contact us page on the Smart RVer and send me a, a note, and uh, let me hear your experience, good or bad. Good ones can help people if they're trying to find a dealership, maybe that uh, they can trust. If you trust your dealership then maybe share that so we can get it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, good dealerships deserve to be uh, rewarded. Bad dealerships don't deserve it. I'm going to leave that alone, and we're just going to continue on now. Let's get into living the RV life. So we're going to talk about RV-friendly recipes. Many of you experienced RVers maybe have this down pat. You've got some recipes you use, but you know what? Recipes are one of those things that are always getting shared. And with the Internet today, man, you can just get recipes for just about anything. Well, not just about. You can for anything. So, Alexis, what do we have on the menu today? All right. Well, I like this website. It's called trekkin.com, and it's got some RV recipes on there. I like when it says being on the road doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your culinary standards. So if you like to keep a certain diet, you can do that on the road. You can keep that. Um, And we've just listed a few here that are easier to cook on the road. One is a stuffed pepper casserole, which sounds pretty good. Um, what's one on there that looks good to you, Eric? I like the the Instant Pot Hawaiian pulled pork myself. <laughs> yeah, pulled pork is pretty good. And egg and potato breakfast scramble. I know. That's just the basic, you know, yep. good old food. Delicious. <laughs> it's comfort food. Oh, uh, that's right. <laughs> You know, it's an interesting point because a lot of people think it's harder to cook on the road, and it can be. So you just have to adjust and maybe buy some new uh, cooking equipment, utensils for cooking. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's you can do some pretty basic or pretty good things with basic stuff. If you have a barbecue, if you have a grill, which we're going to talk about barbecues and grills in a little bit later in this show. I think it's this show. Yeah. Can't keep track of it all. Yeah, so, you know, some pretty basic things, and you can make great meals. Yeah, you can. You know, and healthy meals, you know, meals yeah. don't have to be just be eggs and potatoes, you know. Right, exactly. All you know, sorts of stuff. And, yeah. you know, actually, when you eat a little healthier on the road, it's probably better because you got more energy. Feel better. Yeah. You know, you're traveling. You want to see where you're at. You don't want to just sit in your RV and feel like you're all bloated and can't move. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and so staying on the road or, you know, if you're living the RV lifestyle, whether it's a weekend, week, or full-time, I mean, you want to stay somewhat healthy. You know, you, you don't do. have to be a health nut. You do. And, and, but, you know, if you're into health, that's great, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. If you have good recipes, these people, it's always great to share them with your neighbors or friends and stuff. I think so. It's what we want to do. <laughs> right, exactly. So RV-friendly recipes, you know, they're just that. And this trekking.com, we'll have that link on our website as well and in the pod details of this podcast. Yes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Spotify, one of those great channels, then you can um, see it there as well. And I'm sure there's other websites and there's plenty of ideas and you might, there's books. I mean, there's everything anymore. Mm -hmm. Sometimes websites are easier, especially if you're on the road. You can just bring it up while you're traveling and look at it and exactly. go to the store in the morning, buy what you need for dinner that night. Yeah. Have nice go. and fresh. That's All right, cool. So I think that's going to wrap it up um, for RV recipes and living the RV life. And now we're going to get into staying on the road and we're going to talk about propane. Now, I've talked about propane before in the past, but today we're going to talk about propane, staying safe and sound in your RV while using adapters for barbecue grills and other LP appliances. Well, this is one of those subjects I bring up because propane, we get so comfortable being around it. There could be a leak right next to us, and if you smoke, light up a cigarette, not even think about it, or do something, start welding, accustomed to being around it in an RV or even boats, homes, or natural gas. So we don't really think of it sometimes when we should. And what we need to practice in our RVs is safety. We need to make sure there's no leaks. So we're gonna get into the adapters and stuff in just a moment, but I wanna talk about just general RV safety when it comes to propane. So you wanna make sure that there's no leaks at the regulators, the different fittings, you know, the lines going to the uh, stove, the back of the refrigerator, they're simple tests. You can just get the liquid for testing it. Just daub it on and it'll uh, bubble up. And if you got a leak, you take care of it. But the regulator and the LP lines, which I've said before, is probably the most common place for leaks to start. And so check your regulator and the lines going to them, especially on trailers, travel trailers. The two lines, they got nice bends in them and curves and generally they're too short and they get hard and stiff and then they start leaking where they're connected to the fitting. So check that out and do it when you're at home. Do it on your own terms. Don't do it out on the road. You might not be able to find the lines or you might be paying a little extra more extra for them. So do it on your own terms. And I don't know if I'd keep spares of those because they might sit around for a long time and go bad just sitting unless you keep them in a Ziploc bag and in a nice cool compartment or something and buy good quality lines. Barbecues and grills and adapters and appliances, all these things that everybody wants to hook up to their RV to enjoy food or light or whatever it is. There's a lot of stuff out there that makes it seem real simple, but it's not always as simple as it appears to be, especially when you get into barbecues and grills and, you know, lights. Most people don't want outside lights. It's mostly grills and barbecues. Those are the two main things that we're constantly making or coming up with hoses for, um, helping people to adapt them to their RV. Now, one of the things that, well, the most common thing we get are people that want to hook up their barbecue or their grill to the to the quick adapter or quick connector on the side of their RV. It looks just like an air hose fitting, but it's made for propane. And so those are put on so many RVs today and they have been for years, but it's changed a little bit. So those things are great. You know, it's low pressure, they're handy, they're convenient, 
even when they're not in a convenient spot, it only takes a second to hook up to them. So it's an inconvenience for, you know, 15 seconds while you hook up. Then after that, you're good to go. But you do need to understand how those work. And this is the thing that most people don't understand who have RVs and they go buy a grill or a barbecue and they want to just hook it up and they, and they don't understand why they can't. So that's a low pressure line that um, on the RV with the quick connect. And being low pressure, it's coming after the regulator of the RV. So let's say it's a travel trailer. So that quick connect may be at the, the center of the trailer on the passenger side, maybe at the rear, it doesn't matter. But physically, it is after the regulator. So it's regulated, just like your refrigerator is and your uh, stove is, your water heater. It's in the same circuit, basically, or the same line. So it has a regulator before it. So the propane coming out of there is going to be low pressure because it's regulated. So I hope you understand that. The quick connect is regulated on the side of your RV. And manufacturers put them on all the RVs now. It's just a cookie cutter thing these days. And they give you no real explanation of how it works. The dealerships sometimes don't even understand how it truly works and they don't have a good explanation. So this is what you need to understand about it. It's regulated. So if you go out and buy, let's say a Blackstone barbecue or a Blackstone grill, first off, I gotta say, if you buy a Blackstone grill, you gotta command attention. You gotta be like the cook, right? Those things are just bad, you know? <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta just know how to cook if you got one of those. <laughs> but anyway, you got a Blackstone grill, you wanna hook it up to your to the quick connect on the side of your RV. Well, not every Blackstone grill will work with that. So this is where it gets a little tricky and this the principles with Blackstone follows over to, uh, it doesn't matter what brand you have, Coleman, Camco, Weber, Cuisinart, Flame King, Magma, Blackstone, blah, 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 you name it, it's out there. It's all the same principles. Some of these companies make adapters and will provide some advice on it but they all, it all works the same way. So let's say you buy a Blackstone grill and it's a freestanding one. It comes on its own wheels and everything. And you, you know, you haul around in the back of your truck, wherever you go. So you get to where you hook up and you pull out an extra tank and it has a regulator on it. The regulator's on the tank, not on the barbecue. And there's just a three eighths line that hooks up to the barbecue. You tighten it up with a wrench. Okay. That's a simple one because the regulator is not built into the barbecue. So you can just hook up that barbecue directly to the quick connect on the side of your RV. If you, you know, like us, we would just make a line with the quick connect fitting and the three eighths female flare that goes to the barbecue, the length you want and you're hooked up, you're ready to go. Real simple because it doesn't have a, a regulator built into it. Now, when you get into some of the other grills, whether it's Blackstone or any other brand, they're gonna have regulators built into it. And how do you know this? If it takes one of those green bottles, they're called throwaway bottles, throwaway cylinders. You know, they're one pound, you use them one time and you chuck it. Some people might refill, but they're meant to be thrown away. So that's a quarter by 20 thread. And so if, you, if it takes a bottle, that means the regulator is built into wherever you connect the bottle. So if you hook a line up from there to your quick connect on the side of your RV, it's gonna be regulated twice. The RV will regulate it, and then the barbecue or the grill or the appliance will regulate it. And that will not work. You cannot run something with two regulators. You won't have a flame if it'll even light. So that's a no-no. So that regulator's got to go. 
And in a lot of cases, it can't because it's part of the appliance. You maybe purchased the wrong one and you're going to have to repurchase or just settle on having a bottle sitting on the ground or a tank sitting on the ground. You know, let's say a five-gallon tank that you bring with you that doesn't have a regulator on it. And you have a line going from the tank to the throwaway cylinder or the throwaway uh, cylinder uh, fitting. So it hooks directly into the regulator. So like we could make a line for that. If you can't buy one, they, you know, some places will make lines. I only say we, because we just make a lot of the lines rather than carry them all. Cause there's so many variations and lengths and all that. It's just easier if we make them. That's a pretty easy one to do, but it won't hook up to the RV. And now if you have, um, let's say a 22 inch or 17 inch Blackstone grill, it has a fitting that comes out of the side that you can get an adapter to and hook it up directly to the side of your RV. Uh, that will work because you're bypassing the part that comes with it that would regulate it. So the regulator on that particular model comes off and you just put an adapter on there, which Blackstone sells. And then you can hook it up directly up to the side of your RV into the quick connect fitting. That makes it real easy, but not all of them do that. And one of the things we're going to get to here in a moment is these adapters that you can buy. We're going to pin it for a moment, but uh, we need to talk about that and how safe or unsafe they are. I think the point is, is clear here that the two regulators don't work. So before you buy a barbecue or a grill or anything that you want to hook up to the side of your RV, you have to be sure that it's not regulated if you want it to work. And Camco is one that sells barbecues that are unregulated. And there's probably other brands out there. You know, it depends on what you want. If it's truly portable, like Camco makes ones that'll sit on a, a tabletop where Blackstone's tabletop ones will work, but their freestanding ones are much bigger. Their barbecue or their grills are much bigger. So it might be too big for you to lug around. You know, it's like, you don't want to carry that. You want something tabletop size. So you have to be sure that it's not regulated. And I can't emphasize that enough because so many people come to our store looking for these things and they think we're just making it up <laughs> and we're not. <laughs> We've talked to the people who make these products and they agree, it, you know, it can't be regulated twice. So if you don't really care about using the quick connect on the side of your RV, then you can just get a freestanding tank, you know, a five gallon tank and have it sitting outside next to wherever you cook and have it with a line going from it to the appliance. That'll work. You don't have to use those throwaway bottles, but most people don't want to carry the extra tank. So that's why we're going down this road and talking about this. You know, in a lot of cases, you might buy something that has a three eighths flare on it and more than likely it's not going to be regulated. There's a good chance it won't be, but before you buy something, make sure if you want to hook up to your RV that is not regulated, that there's no regulator built into it. If there is, can you take it off? And now Coleman, I know, as I think Weber, Blackstone, they make some adapters so you can pull out their regulator and hook on the adapter and hook a propane line up to it directly to the side of your RV. Now there's adapters all over the internet. Oh, the market, oh, there's some marketplaces that are very large. I'm not going to name names. And yeah, you know, they're becoming the ghetto of the internet with all the stuff you can get that's probably not safe and you shouldn't have and use. And these propane adapters fit into that category. You have to make sure when you buy these things that they're not going to leak. You have to keep an eye on them if you do buy one. Maybe it's the only thing you can find and you absolutely have to do it. Okay, that's fine. But be careful with it. Make sure it's not going to leak. Check it from time to time. 
I suggest buying it from Coleman or Blackstone, Weber, one of the manufacturers of the appliance, because more than likely the quality is going to be better. Now, it might come from the same continent. Different factories make things different ways. And some of these adapters are so inexpensive, you got to wonder how can they even work? You know, how can they make them and sell them so cheap? So be careful with that. But you, you know, if you need the adapter, then check it out. Check with the manufacturer first. And sometimes they are more expensive. And sometimes they come with a propane hose. And maybe the propane hose is what you need. You just need the adapter. But spend the extra money. It might be worthwhile. You're trying to go inexpensive on these things. I get why, you know, saving money. But sometimes it's not worth it. And then they might not last. Maybe they're not going to leak right away. But they might not last very long. You know, you might buy two or three of them, cheapies, versus buying one good one. Just, this is, you know, basically just a reminder on these things and some education, you know, be careful when it comes to propane, but also that quick connect on the side of your RV is not as quick and easy as everybody thinks it is because the appliance has to be the right appliance. And some new RVs do come with uh, maybe those slide out kitchens and they might have one of those quick connects that you hook a range up to or a little barbecue or whatever. And, but it's made for that. It doesn't have the the regulator built into it. So that regulator is the thing. You can't have that second regulator is really what it boils down to. Probably could have just said that. You can't have two regulators. That's it. Period. All right, we're done. Now <laughs> think about it before you buy something. It's a great way to have propane on your RV. You just have the have to have the right appliance for it. And like I said, I know Blackstone makes a 17 and 22 inch portable grill that works with it. And I know Weber and some of these others have adapters or there are ways to make them work. So just do a little research before you buy it. No matter how cool it is, if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. So buy it on whether it's going to work or not. Maybe it won't be the coolest item, but it'll work. All right, so I hope that gives you a little more education on that and helps you out so you're not spending money on things you don't need to spend it on and buying it again. And by the way, we will be doing a video on this um, shortly enough. And speaking of videos, if you go to our channel on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash the smart RVer. You can see the videos that we've done, and we highly recommend it. In fact, I'm begging you. I'm not begging. We go there now, check out some videos. We're trying to get our hours up, the watch time, the views. We have a purpose here, and if you can watch some videos and share them with your friends, we'd appreciate it. Videos are awesome, and we're producing them every other week now on a pretty regular schedule, so check that out. Now we are going to go to next stop. Alexis has been sitting in the corner over there, not feeling well, patiently waiting <laughs> to get to Enchanted Circle, New Mexico. Now, I have never heard of Enchanted Circle, New Mexico. I know. I thought it had such a cool name to it. Just really intriguing. So where is it? In the middle of Albuquerque? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, you know, I think it's its own entity i actually don't know where it's near i should look that up oh there you <laughs> that's go. pretty bad let me do that. yeah the experts here at smart the smart rvr podcast we can help yeah. you lost anywhere exactly <laughs> all right see i see that it's an 85 mile long loop yeah it is um there's so much to do on it too there's so much to see kind of a beautiful area let me see let's see okay taos mex new mexico that's where it's close to have you heard of the little town? No, I haven't. Okay, yeah. So the it says the Enchanted Circle is an area in north northern New Mexico that includes Taos, Cuesta, Red River, Eagle Nest, and Angel Fire. <laughs> That's pretty oh, cool. Taos. 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 Sorry, I said okay. that. There we go. Yeah. All right. 
I didn't pronounce it. Right. So it's near Taos, New Mexico. Everybody's heard of Taos. Yep. Pretty popular place. Okay, got it. Beautiful. All right, see, we, we get our act together on the fly here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this gives you an idea that we're looking this stuff up. We are not always just going there. We've been there, you know, but we're trying to whet everybody's appetite. And, you know, New Mexico in itself is a pretty interesting state. It is. A lot of cool-looking stuff there. They do. They mm. do. It's one of those places where I drive through New Mexico, it's like, I need to come back and go here. I need to go there. Yeah, right. All right, anyway, let's not get sidetracked. Okay, so tell <laughs> us more about this loop. Oh, it's just very cool. There are some of the things to do um, on it as you drive it. Um, there's Wheeler Park, and, or Wheeler Peak, sorry. And it stands as the highest peak in New Mexico, reaching an elevation of over 13,000 feet. So that's really neat. You can hike it if you're a hiker. It's kind of a challenge, which is awesome. And then there's Taos, the town of Taos. And that's a beautiful place. It's got a lot of culture there. Um, I'm sure there's places you can uh, look at art and go shopping. So that might be kind of a fun stop. And if you're into hot springs, they have hot springs there. Quite a few places. So... There's lots and lots to do. Right. And Taos is that little artist-type community and great for artists, but don't let that dissuade you from going yeah. if you're not into art because it's just a really cool place. You know? Right. The whole area. Um, I haven't been, well, I, heck, for all I know, I've been in some of this Enchanted Circle. But, you may uh, have, yeah. It's, I haven't done it intentionally. So, of course, there's places to eat there, right? Well, Actually, there always is. We have to mention them. <laughs> The Taos Cow, which is really cute. <laughs> um, that's more of like a cafe. So they've got their soups and sandwiches and, of course, coffee. Um, the Bavarian, um, that's nestled in the, tail, the Taos <laughs> Ski Valley. So that's that's kind of cool. They have schnitzel there, if you've ever wanted to try that. Schnitzel. Schnitzel. And then they have Sabroso Restaurant and Bar. Oh, um, all right. Different of course, things. if you're driving in your RV, you have a place to stay? Of course you do. I There's actually a, a lot of them. <laughs> and yeah. more than that, there's Enchanted Moon RV Park. There's Red River RV Park. So wherever you stop on the circle and you just want to, you know, spend the night, there are places all over that. So you can you can stay anywhere, basically. All right. So is this map on uh, the smartrv.com? Um, it will be, yes. Actually, it already is. Okay. Yeah. All right, so everything about this, well, not everything, but there's going to be some information. Well, there is information on our website, thesmartrvier.com, under the next stop, Enchanted Circle, New Mexico. So check that out. It's quite the place. Pausing here because I had to do something real quick. Lost my screen. Okay, we got it back. I think we covered that. Looks like a great place to go. So Alexis does a lot of work looking this stuff up. Speaking of destinations and place to go, check out RV Destinations Magazine. It's rvdestinationsmagazine.com. So I've been talking about this for a while. We're going to because um, we, we love the magazine. We love the owners of the company. Super friendly, super helpful. This magazine looks like it's owned by some gigantic mega corporation because it's so nice, but it's not. It's owned by a, a couple that are very down to earth. They have people out on the road. It's hands-on, 100%. It's not stuff they're scavenging off the Internet like we do. That, just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, it's a high-quality magazine, so I highly recommend checking it out. Whether you get a subscription or go to their website and just just explore it a little bit, it it's well worth the subscription, though. It's well worth it. Okay, next is 
RV Envy. And you know, there's one cool thing about owning an RV. You can have some really sweet things on it, or you can just have a nice looking RV and people look at it and they get envious of it. You know, they're not going to kill you for it probably, but they're going to, Hey, that's nice. I like that. You know, or it might motivate somebody to take care of their RV because you're taking care of yours. Or in this case, you might have one key on your keychain for your RV and that's it because you've got one key for the entrance door lock. If it's a key or a key type, if it's not keyless, then you got one key. And then that same key works for all your can or your compartment door locks. Wouldn't that be nice rather than having two keys, three keys, you know, fumble around with them, which one's which? Well, key to like RV locks are very attainable today. Now there's a company called Global Link. They make a lot of this, these products. And I only mention them because I like their products. It's not a plug for them per se. It's just, I like their products. They have a nice system, but there are other lock companies that are doing it. And what's cool is all your compartment door locks can have the same key as your entrance door lock. Now this doesn't happen, you know, with just, um, a few little things, you know, it's, it's, it's a do it yourself project, but it's going to cost a couple bucks too. You might have to change a lock and you change a few locks. You're going to have to change some cylinders in the locks for sure. So there's going to be some expense associated with it, but it's well worth it just to have one key that works on everything. Or if you have one key for your compartment doors and one key for your entrance lock, maybe you don't care that the entrance lock and compartment doors are the same and just go with the keyless entry. Then you don't have to have that key for the entrance door on your lock. And then you just have one key again. So there's a couple of different ways to do it. And the keyless entry is really good to go with. And Global does make a nice keyless entry. In fact, it's one we're putting in our RV. We just did a video about them on YouTube. So there's a reason to go to YouTube right now is about entrance door locks. So that's one of our task fast tip Fridays on YouTube. So it's pretty simple, you know, to have one key, whether you want to replace all your locks or just do some of them, you can do that. It can be accomplished. So if you're thinking about it or you know somebody is, share this podcast with them. In fact, just share the podcast with others, period. Have them subscribe to it, have them go to our YouTube channel, stay up to date with it. You know, we produce a podcast every other week. We produce the YouTube videos every other week. So there's always something coming out basically every week at the Smart RV. So we're at the end of the show now. That went quick. So I want to thank everybody for listening today. It's been great. And it's been great hanging out with you. So if I don't see you on the road, let's connect at the smartrver.com. 